0: It's the boy Bubba Lutz coming through. hella Clutch flawless, can't be touched. It's your boy Bubba Lutz. Yeah, I need that hot take. I need the truth and everything that is not fake. So tell me who's the goal, I'll tell you who's not great. And which team always make you go right away. yeah. Welcome back, guys, to another edition of the Bubba Lutz Sports Podcast. I am your host, Bubba Lutz, and today it's a brand new episode and. It's the Cowboys round of the week. We haven't done one in like three or four weeks, so let's call it for the month. Why not, right? This this is a this is a big one. This is a very interesting topic because the Cowboys haters, the uh, the uh, overreactive Cowboys fans, and just Cowboys haters, um, and pretty much every news outlet is taking this news over the top. It's overreaction Monday, so of course everyone's going to be talking about this, saying. Oh, is the Dak Prescott era over in Dallas? Oh, is Andy Dalton coming in and is the new quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Look, man, it's Andy fucking Dalton. It's a backup quarterback. That's not the reason why we're we're here today. Well, sort of. But in a sense, I'm saying that the Andy Dalton pickup by the Dallas Cowboys. Is just a continuation of what's going on, this trend that's going on in the NFL right now of getting a solid backup quarterback. And also, at the very end, we'll just mention who are the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL now with Andy Dawn being in Dallas. I looked at the depth charts. It's actually surprising. Everyone sucks, but we'll get to that. So Andy Dawn signs a one-year deal for $3 million worth up to $7 million for the Dallas Cowboys. You know what that means, people. And you're wondering. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, you're noticing that I have my Vela lit up. The Ezekiel Elliott one. And we only bring it out for special occasions. And I want you guys to know that it is a very sad day for, for a Cowboys fan. This Vela represents a loss in our family. A loss... To not only Cowboys fans and Cowboys Nation, but also the Ginger fam. We've gained one, but we've also lost one. And if you're a diehard Cowboys fan, you know what we lost today. You know exactly. If you're just listening to this, just go on YouTube. Subscribe, if you haven't already. Leave a like. And leave in the comments, so long partner, Cooper Rush. So long, partner. Backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. The Man is now gone, to make room for Andy Dalton. He deserved a lot better. He deserved much more opportunities, and I wish him nothing but the best. And by the thumbnail, you're you're thinking, what the hell is Bubba talking about? Well. Just like in Toy Story, where you have to you have to let go, you have to say bye, like Woody did in Toy Story three to Andy when he went off to college. So long, partner. I salute you, Cooper Rush. You've done great things. Apparently, you only had like three snaps um, as a starter or a- as a as a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, not including, uh, a preseason, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's a tough loss. I, I was a big fan of Cooper Rush. You know, I, I watched him preseason, you know, and there was a lot of potential to Cooper Rush. I think he was coming along nicely. He was a good backup quarterback. They never really had to use him, uh, with Dak Prescott. However, he's always there and that's, and the, and the term always being there, having a solid backup quarterback, is the reason why we're here today. So, lastly, for Cooper Rush, you know, let's, let's drop some for the homie. I don't have water. Shit. Um, just imagine me dropping some champagne for, uh, for my boy Cooper Rush. And uh, we'll just leave that on for now. As the ULA, keep him safe. The backup quarterback position has now become the most valuable position in the NFL, apparently. And I started thinking about this last night because the news broke on Saturday night that Andy Dalton would be signed by the Dallas Cowboys. And it made sense, right? They, they need a, a solid backup quarterback. They didn't feel like Cooper Rush was going to be the guy. They got Ben DiNucci from the draft, but, I mean, if you're keeping more than maybe two or three quarterbacks, then it's really, it's really too much. you got to save some roster spots. You'll most likely see Ben on the practice squad. Um, however, when you look at what's happened across the league and and you see why Andy Dalton came to Dallas, I mean, he's already lived here. He he owns a home in Dallas. He he came from TCU. So he's from this area and he lived here uh, when it was on the off season. So perfect. He doesn't have to go anywhere. He doesn't have to move with his family. This is perfect. This is what he wanted. And is also a a good pickup by the Dallas Cowboys. Look, you have a solid backup quarterback, and I know what everyone's thinking: "Oh my God, this is leverage for Dak Prescott for not signing that." Oh, you signed Andy Dalton, but you didn't sign Dak. That's disrespectful. Dak should uh, request a trade. You know, get rid of that franchise tag. And I'm like, how about you just look? How about you use common sense? And for me, that took five minutes to realize this after thinking about Andy Dalton. You start to think like, wow, this. This backup quarterback is so important around the league. Just look at last season. And that's where we're going to be headed for this episode. Um, it's is the fact that last season started the trend of needing a backup quarterback. The perfect example was New Orleans last year when Drew Brees got hurt with that thumb injury. And we didn't know how long he was going to be out. It was most likely at least a month. But more than likely two months. Drew Brees is just a freak. So he'll come back like next week. But that, that wasn't the case. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater came in, especially in that in that Saints versus Rams game on the road. He came in, just did what he needed to do, and that's where he got huge wins over like the Cowboys, and I believe they went against the Packers as well. These they won these football games. He went undefeated. He went five zero as the backup quarterback slash starter after injury for the New Orleans Saints. That's what gained him that starting job in Carolina. And you start to think, like, that's a rebirth of Teddy Bridgewater, but it's also, like, how important is it to their season? Think about what the New Orleans Saints had to do last season in order to make the playoffs. It was going to be a tough road for those five games without Drew Brees. And they needed to win those football games. They really needed to against tough competition. So for them to, to have Teddy Bridgewater there at their disposal was a great move. It allows him to to learn system and really get comfortable back onto the football field after a horrific injury. And yet he came in just game manager, a lot of people would say. He did what he needed to do. He he fit so well in that offense. Look at some other examples. Uh, Another one that stood out to me was when uh, Patrick Mahomes had that dislocated kneecap. And it was a matter of like, it could be a few weeks or it could be the end of his season. Think about how different last season would have been if Patrick Mahomes was out for the rest of the season. That That's that's a tough thing to think about. But then you also had the point to where it was during the toughest part of their season, in the regular season, toughest AFC uh, competition. And yet Matt Moore came in. I believe it was Matt Moore. I looked at the roster and I was like, is it Matt Moore or is it the other backup quarterback that they, that they have? But I remember it being Matt Moore for some reason. He came in and... They lost the first game with him, and then they went on to win the other games before Patrick came back. Well, that's valuable. Matt Moore, experienced veteran guy in the league. He's been a backup for most of these teams and has come in as a starter due to injury and has done fairly well, to, to say the least. And so he won those few games for the Chiefs, kept them in the home field advantage, kept them, kept them in the one or two seed picture in the AFC. That's another example of how important a backup quarterback can be Kyle Allen's success early on that season was being a backup to Cam Newton and he came in what like didn't throw an interception the first three or four games that's good the Panther season just didn't look good at all but it was more than just the issue at quarterback they they lost a lot of those games by one possession And, and the quarterback position is important but at least it puts you in that in that competition in that point in the game and now he's the backup for for Washington Ron Rivera liked him and now he's the backup to Dwayne Haskins some really bad examples we're well I'll I'll give you one more good example like Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville Nick Foles went out week one with a broken collarbone Gardner Minshew took over the league for about a month and yeah like he's now going to be the main starter for for the Jacksonville Jaguars They may think about getting another quarterback just to be safe, but hey, Gardner's their guy right now. And that was due to the fact that he came in week one against the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, he he did fairly well for his first year in the league and as a backup quarterback. And you can name off some examples last year of how a backup quarterback was just not ready. You know, um, even with Annie Dolan, like Ryan Finley... I think it's due more to the system, and he didn't do too bad. But imagine you had a veteran guy at that position. Um, Washington, for example, I mean, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. And so this offseason has done a lot of thinking for teams of how can we copycat what the New Orleans Saints did. You know, what if our, our main guy, what if our, our franchise guy, gets hurt Oakland did it with Derek Carr he's had some injuries in the past might as well go pick up Marcus Mariota why not Dak Prescott he's a durable guy but just to be safe because we have a stacked team around him and we hope to make the playoffs and go far in the playoffs just in case let's get Andy Dalton veteran guy that can come in know the system fairly well and he's had so much experience he knows how to be in the situation as a starter easy enough we can plug him in um i mean indianapolis has a really good backup as well philip rivers is their starter jacoby Brissett is their backup they're solid right there and then new england like you're gonna go with uh jared stidham for the foreseeable future until either they tank this year and go for trevor lawrence or they go after deshaun watson whatever the choice may be jared is their guy this year Well, they brought back Brian Hoyer for the second time and said, dude, we're going to keep you in. I know you were the backup last time. You're probably not going to be the starter here. But it just gives us veteran experience. You can teach Jarrett a little bit about being a starter and make him more comfortable at that position. So that's where I see this move by the Dallas Cowboys being a smart one. And knowing the history about the Dallas Cowboys, they don't do a lot of smart picks. They don't go for like the, okay, okay, Let's just be subtle. Like Everyone's going to blow this out of proportion, but we're doing this because of this reason, and it's for a good reason. For, all, for everyone that thinks that this is because Dak Prescott's not signing that deal, he, he doesn't want to do the franchise tag, either way, nobody wants to be paid, it's ridiculous. Like, if, if you want to make a statement, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, and say, look, Dak, we don't want to pay you, or we don't want to pay you that much, we don't want to pay you for that short of time. So if you don't want the money, Oh, if you don't want to be here, we got our boy Andy Dalton taking care of us. If I'm Dak, I'd be like, "Excuse me, you're gonna replace me with Andy Dalton if I if I don't go go right ahead, go right ahead." I saw a tweet that said Dak is the most underappreciated uh, quarterback in the NFL on Twitter, um, and and it's just the saddest thing. And I really believe that. I re- look. If your quarterback, if any player around the league is underappreciated, I I will agree with that 100%. Most of the time, I will agree with that. Dalvin Cook is underappreciated in a lot of people's eyes. That man is one of the best backs in the league. Aaron Jones, too. And then you look at, let's look at the quarterback position. Tom Brady gets a lot of hate. The dude's clutch. He gets it done. Underappreciated by the haters. By non-Patriots fans. Let's just put it that way. Um, Jacoby Brissett, I think, is underappreciated. I think he did pretty good things with the Colts last year. And they just don't, like, fully believe in him. And there's a lot of work to be done with Jacoby Brissett. But honestly, I think he was a really solid starter in the league last year. He showed me glimpses of him being, like, their franchise guy. Um, if there's any other quarterback that I can think of that's uh that's kind of uh, or that's kind of it I think Josh Rosen's underappreciated that's for sure I honestly think he deserves a lot better you know what i number one choice is Josh Rosen i you guys know if you listen to this or, or watch this podcast you know how underappreciated I think Josh Rosen is I honestly think he should be the star in Miami that's a unpopular opinion but hey what the hell do I know? I just have a podcast. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I just don't think that people are are logically thinking about this in the right way. It's a, it's a, it's a good move. I'm not. I, I don't like Andy Dalton. I, I don't think he's a starting quarterback. And I, I've come on this podcast multiple episodes and say Cam Newton, Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton. Did I say Cam Newton? Uh oh. Cam Newton um, should not be starting quarterbacks, and it's it's for a reason. You've been given the opportunity for many years, and whether it's it's through changes in your offensive scheme, whether it's you adjusting to the league, injuries, or you're just not that good, that's on you. A lot of that is on you. I saw the best of Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. I saw 10 years of Andy Dahl in Cincinnati. Those first few years where it was make the playoffs, get out of the first round, make the playoffs, get out of the first round, barely make the playoffs, get out of the first round, and then not make the playoffs, not make the playoffs, not make the playoffs, and then have one of your worst years of your career last year when you had a new coaching staff, but all the weapons around you. Look, I'm not saying that, that it's all Andy Dalton's fault. I'm not a huge fan of the Bengals coaching staff myself. I, I just really don't believe in them. Yet, when I've seen the best of Andy Dalton and the best of Andy Dalton's, like, it's a good quarterback. If that's my reaction to you, if my if that's my reaction to your quarterback, then that's not your franchise guy. You should not just be like, it's all right. That's what he is. That's what he is, and that's why it's a, it's a good fit. It makes sense for the Cowboys to say. Look, you're not going to be our guy, we you're going to be the guy. You're going to be the backup guy. You're the guy to the guy, right? Brings veteranship to that position. Brings calm to that position in case of worst-case scenario with Dak Prescott. He had a few injuries last year. He's a durable guy overall, but just to make sure. And that's where you're starting to see everyone's a copy. It's a copycat league, ladies and gentlemen. Look at what, what the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles did in this draft second round still not over it second round and i've asked eagles fans this and they don't agree with this darius i appreciate you they say look it, it's a it's a wacky idea it i i want to see what happens with it it just doesn't fully make sense to me and i just straight up asked them would you draft him in the second round they say no there's your answer but what they're trying to do is same thing that New Orleans did last year. They want a Taysom Hill. They want a, a Swiss Army knife on offense. What makes Taysom Hill Taysom Hill is that he's one of a kind. You're not going to find Taysom Hills anywhere on the field. Remember when Tim Tebow went with like like the Patriots and the, and the Jets and they said like, look, we, we probably don't want you at quarterback, but could you just do everything else for us? And Tim Timothy was like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to play quarterback. Get the fuck out of here then. And it, it's never really occurred that situation of a Taysom Hill, except for Taysom Hill. I, I, don't, I don't see any other guy around the league that you can just plug in and say, look, we're just going to put you everywhere on the field. You may throw. You may run. You may catch. You may do this. And you're going to block punts. You're going to block you know, field goals. You're going to do everything for us. First of all, I don't think Jalen's up to, to the task for that. I think he wants to be a true quarterback in the league, but I don't think he's good enough to be a true quarterback in the league. What they want to do is make him a top 10 quarterback in the league. They want the two best quarterbacks in the league. There's a, unless you're, you're bringing in Chep Kelly, I, I don't know what's happening in Philadelphia. But it's a copycat version of what they're doing in New Orleans, and I don't see it working out. It's the same thing that you're seeing this offseason with backup quarterbacks. Backup quarterbacks. And and saying, like, we need security at that position. That's exactly what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers had to deal with on the first day of the draft. Why did they draft him in the first round? Hell if I know. But why did they draft a quarterback? Because they want certainty. They just want to kind of start thinking about the future past Aaron Rodgers. They also want security at that position. What if Aaron Rodgers gets another calf injury? What if he gets hurt again? What if just things don't go their way and they start to see what Jordan Love can do? Well, there you go. You you sign a potential starting quarterback in the future. It's the same sequence that happened with Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. And now you've seen that again in Green Bay. But You need a backup quarterback. Look, let's let's just call a day on that and let's look at some of the best backup quarterbacks in the league how valuable has case keenum been around the league for let's say the last six or seven years the minnesota miracle doesn't happen without case keenum think about ryan fitzpatrick fitz fitz magic you know like that little run the Bucks had, you start to see kind of like the potential that the Buccaneers can have in this league because of Ryan Fitzpatrick being at quarterback and him being everywhere around the league. Well, you see him in Buffalo. You know, he's always the, the safeguard at that position. Like, he, he may not give you elite numbers, but for the time being, it saves you time and it gives you time to develop somebody else. And then, honestly, like right now, who are some of the best backups right now? Is Case Keenum, in my opinion, um, Andy Dalton, and don't don't sleep on PJ Walker. Don't sleep on PJ Walker with the Carolina Panthers. Just saying. Like that man came from the XFL, is balling out. He's confident. It's like a Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor had some success in the NFL. He's a starting quarterback probably for the, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers until Justin you know, gets it together. You know, he finally develops. But PJ Walker's a backup. I'm fine with that. Jacoby Brissett, like I mentioned earlier. Annie Dolan's just nice. Just nice. Th- there's not much to that. And that's why I did an episode on something other than that, than just saying, look, it's Annie Dolan. Can we all agree on that? Because when I first got the the notification, I was like, what the fuck? I'm going to sound like a hypocrite if I come on here and say, wow, that's a great move. I'm not saying it's a great move. I'm just saying it's a move. It makes sense. It's sad to see Cooper Rush go. And then you don't have really a backup other than Ben DiNucci. There's another guy on the depth chart for the Cowboys. Clay Thornton? Something like that. Thorn. Thorne keeps coming to my mind. But you want that certainty. And that's all it is. Worst case scenario, Andy Dalton's our starting quarterback. Uh, look, man, I get we're gingers. But that doesn't mean i got to like you. That doesn't mean I have to do it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we we did the episode on the draft class for the Cowboys, which was very good. Think about it, guys. Think about it. How how good and how well the Cowboys have handled this offseason compared to what my expectations were going to be. My expectations were going to be that they're going to hold on to Jason Garrett and Rod Marinelli. That Jerry Jones was just going to handle all the moves. Uh, they were going to let go of a lot of the free agents. And a lot of those free agents were really solid players. Like Byron Jones, Robert Quinn. And that they do good, not great in the draft. They wouldn't do much in free agency. They'd make, like, sexy picks if they changed the coaching staff. they make sexy acquisitions. N- nothing that proved to me that they're legit about winning a Super Bowl. Well... 180 here we are like two months three months out and we find ourselves in a really good spot with the Dallas Cowboys I'm not once again I'm not saying they are going to win the Super Bowl I talked about this with Kevin and I and he said it's Super Bowl or bust that's what I thought it was last year for them I said Jason Garrett's job is on the line you have a tremendous defense, hot boys, taking over. You have an explosive offense that is stacked with weapons. The only move I really didn't like was Jason Wynn coming back. I thought Blake Jarwin was going to be the guy. And w- when he had his moments, I it proved um, to, to confirm that. And I thought, there's no way that you don't make the playoffs... You go at least 10-6, and 11-5, in my opinion. You make the playoffs. You win, say, two games in the playoffs. A minimum of an NFC Championship game. And then whatever happens in the Super Bowl, at least you made it. At least there's progress there. And for them to not even make the playoffs and play some of the most disappointing football I've ever seen in Cowboys history, it's... It's lowered my expectations now, even though the team has gotten better. Look, it's the first year under Mike McCarthy, under a new coaching staff. I'm not expecting perfection. And if anyone's expecting perfection, you are going to be vastly disappointed. And you are not using logical common sense. Whether you're a Cowboys fan or not, if your team is going under a new coaching staff, and you say, the first year you got to win a Super Bowl you are ridiculously unaware of how football works in in, like in professional like nfl think of how difficult it is to win a game let alone make the playoffs let alone win a playoff game on the road let's say and you say they gotta win the super bowl or everybody on that team is trash now so real expectations they got to make the playoffs. But you just said it's so hard. I know. I get that. You have a stacked offense that only got better this offseason. More depth, more options. The only thing that needs to be done is signing Dak Prescott, and you're set. Defensively, it is a whole new ballgame. Hot Boys is under Transformation. No Rod Marinelli. No Chris Richard. It is Mike Nolan. It is Jim Tomsula. I expect a heavy in, in impact and improvement on the Cowboys up front, sacking, rushing the quarterback, and improving the rushing defense. That should be good enough to get you wins and get you into the playoffs. They should win the NFC East, hands down. I, I don't believe in the Eagles. Even though Doug Peterson is a great coach, I think the Cowboys are better prepared, better coached, and they should, they should with their talent, be better than the Eagles. It was the case last year. Guess what? It's the Cowboys. You never know. They should win a playoff game. At least one. If you win one, I'm all for it. If you you win, if you get one or two seeds, you win a playoff game, you get to the NFC Championship, I say, you're done. I say, I'm okay with that. I'd say, that's a win in my book. At that point, that's all on you. I'm saying that the Cowboys' expectation should be, with all the moves they've done, and heading in the right direction, I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl. I'm saying they should make the playoffs. They are a playoff team right now, roster-wise. They're one of the most stacked teams you know, some few holes, but overall stacked teams in the NFL. Do I think they're the NFC favorites? No. However, I do believe they should be in the hunt. I'm a big believer in Mike McCarthy. I'm a big believer in Mike Nolan. I loved what he did in New Orleans. I'm a huge fan of Jim Tom Sula. I've been watching him since I was a kid and seeing him year after year do great things with the defense, with the defensive line, even in some of his, you know, in some of his bad moments as a head coach, look, man, it's it's so hard to be a head coach in the NFL. You know, some people are just better as coordinators than they are head coach, and I feel like Jim Thompson is that guy. He's one of those guys, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. I am so glad to have him on the, the coaching staff. And it's moves like moves like these with Andy Dahl where I think, look, they're thinking logically. It's not Jerry's world now. I'm in the end, it's Jerry's team. Yeah, you, you see a lot more of that influence with Mike McCarthy in that coaching staff. And that's what I want to see. If we've, uh, I, can't, I can't say we, if the Dallas Cowboys fail, if they fail to, to succeed, there's no excuses at this point. I think that's the best thing to talk about with the Dallas Cowboys is to say, I'm moving the camera, it, the best thing to say is that there are no excuses now. It's not the coaching staff is bad, you have a terrible head coach, you have no offensive weapons, you have no defense. No, that, that's, that's out of the question now. It is now. You have a good, well-coached team with tremendous talent across the roster. You have support from your fans. You have support from your owner. You, you have expectations and a chip on your shoulder And you have an expectation to be one of the best teams in the league because you are the Dallas Cowboys. It should go back to that like it was in the 90s. You have a franchise quarterback. You have an elite running back. You have weapons across the board on offense. You have a really good offensive line. A great defensive front. Smart guys all around. And a really good coaching staff to top it all off. That embodies a playoff team to me and a contender. It is up to you to finish that sentence with and so they did contend, and so they did succeed. That is all up to them. There is nothing else to do as as a as a critical fan of the Dallas Cowboys, there is nothing else for me to say that says, "You need to do this in order to win a Super Bowl. You have the pieces there. One need, secondary. That's where I feel that could really hurt the Cowboys this year they're still they're still trying to make some moves at those positions thinking about putting Shadobi Awuji at safety because he just has more instinct and he, he it seems that his skills would fit better as a as a safety he's a little small but as a cornerback it's not working You're you're recognizing that cornerback is a weakness. You're recognizing a safety is a weakness. Well, that's all that matters to me. When you avoided the fact that your kicker was one of the worst kickers, if not the worst kicker in the league for ten weeks, that's where I have a problem. I'm not seeing that anymore. I'm not seeing that they just don't care. That they don't recognize the issues that are going on with their team. I'm seeing it now, and that's what I love about the Dallas Cowboys. I've rambled on, thirty minutes. I'd say we call it a day, shall we? I feel like I've, this is probably one of the most educational episodes in, in my entire podcast career. I would say so. Would you agree? Leave a like. Leave a like on the video. And yeah. Yeah, let's just say that. Well, uh, thank you for, for coming to my TED Talk, guys. I really appreciate it. Who knew that Andy Dalton would get the best out of me? Hey, us gingers, man. We just work out. Hey, Cooper Rush. Missy, buddy. All right, guys. That's going to do it for episode 133... 34. I've lost count. Um, but we're... Uh, yeah. We're we're up there. We're up there. Yeah, guys. I appreciate you. I've been getting a lot of love over these last couple of days. I, I always love it. But it just... It feels a lot better. You know, things are good. Things are... These are pretty good right now. Still got to work on that sleeping schedule. You know, your your boy went to bed at like 7 last night. Last night. Woke up at at 1. I didn't get much sleep then. Wow. Wow. Still, I'm out here. We out here. You know, podcast shit. It's going to be a good week for the podcast. Going to get the draft classes done. Going to be productive on that. Some good videos coming up on YouTube for sure more variety, but yeah, so, uh, I think we're 76 subscribers into YouTube, if you haven't subscribed already, come on, we're on the road to 100, tell your friends, tell your grandma, make an account for your dog, it don't, it don't matter, make it anyway so we can get to 100, I will say, just for clarity, I ain't shaving the head, I ain't shaving the beard again, because, uh, uh, I can only handle so much ugly, I can only handle so much ugly in my life, and, these last couple weeks without the beard it's been tough it has been tough but it's growing back feels good might come back better than ever and uh once i get that that haircut man it's over for you it's over for you fuckers it really is stay safe guys it'll hopefully be hopefully be done sooner rather than later um i don't know where i'm going with this thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the bubble at sports podcast. We'll see you next time talking about the Cowboys talking about, um, we're going to start off the draft classes this week with the NFC West. So we're probably going to start off with the Cardinals. Um, so stay tuned for that later in the week. We'll come back with other episodes. This has been your boy bubble. let and you've been watching slash listening to the bubble. sports podcast. boy. Let's Hella clutch, flawless, can't be touched It's a boy, bubba, let's Yeah, I need that hot take